Hello and welcome to the Kid of Packers the podcast. We do care about Green Bay Packers. And we don't care about anything else. Let's go. Alright, hello and welcome back to Dedicated Packers. Uh, first of all, I should mention the lack of episodes uh, this past Sunday and Wednesday. I took a trip, and so episodes did not come out then. I was unable to record, so I apologize for that. That is why you saw no episodes come out on the feed on Sunday and Wednesday. But a lot has happened since then. I've been away for a week at this point. And so, we have a bunch to talk about. A lot of it, however, happened on Friday night. And I'm not going to recap this game because it doesn't matter too much. It was the preseason. But there are still some interesting takeaways from the Green Bay Packers versus San Francisco 49ers preseason week two game on Friday night in Santa Clara, California. So, I'm going to run through a bunch of observations and that'll pretty much be the episode for today. Um, this is the preseason game is the most we've gotten to see from the Packers since last January. So I think this is going to be a valuable thing to discuss. Okay, observations. First of all, Jordan Love, he started his first football game since week nine, I believe, against the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you just look at the box score, you might think he performed poorly. He threw two touchdowns and had three interceptions. Not great, but that doesn't really tell the whole story. So let's start at the beginning. The Packers had a three and out. Initially, they had one solid run, then a run for about one yard, and then Jordan Love threw a wobbly pass to basically no one. Then the Packers offense came out, and they looked really good. For the next three or four drives, you had a bunch of runs that were backed up with the quick passing game. You had uh, the second drive end in a love to Romeo Dubs, 33-yard touchdown on fourth and three. That was phenomenal. That was so much fun to watch. And then on the next drive, the ball was moving even better. You had Love pushing the ball down the field at times also taking the checkdowns, being quick, being decisive, running the offense the way you want to see him run the offense. And then when he got to the red zone, threw a quick slant to Tyler Davis, and oh man, it went right off his face mask. And that was the first pick of the game. Not fair to put that one at all on Jordan Love. He threw a good ball to Tyler Davis. Maybe, maybe you can criticize Jordan by saying the ball should have been a little bit lower. But at that point, you're just nitpicking a totally fine throw by Jordan Love that Tyler Davis needs to make a play on, and it popped right up in the air, and the Niners got a pick on that one. Then the second pick came on an attempted out route to Romeo Dubs. You could say Love threw the ball too high. He did throw the ball too high, and it certainly was not a drop by Dubs, but Dubs kind of snagged the ball out of midair, and then on the way down, the ball bobbled around a little bit and the cornerback ended up coming down with him coming down with it not a pass that should have been picked off at all by Jordan Love maybe he could have led Dubs a bit more made a better throw but not a 
play that should be put on him. And then the third pick, that one was on him. He attempted to force a ball into Amari Rodgers, who had a little bit separation. It was just a bad decision. If you want to force the throw that Jordan tried to force, you need to throw it more out front. The route was undercut for a pick. Um, Matt LaFleur did say in his press conference that the two receivers on that play ran the wrong route. Reading between the lines a little bit, you might think that Amari Rogers ran the wrong route, and if so, maybe that third pick wasn't even on Jordan Love. Either way, solid performance from Love. You saw him doing things that were very important. You saw him commanding the offense. You saw him getting them in and out of the huddle smoothly. That's exactly what you want to see from him in his third year. And he had some nice touch throws. He had some nice bullet passes. He, You really like how he can move. Matt LaFleur was able to call a couple QB runs with Jordan. And just watching the way Jordan was able to throw moving to his left was really nice to see. So... A good start from Jordan Love. Nothing to write home about exactly, but a good start. And then Romeo Dubs, that's my second observation. This man might just be a star. Now, there are a couple of plays to criticize, so I don't yet want to give him his Hall of Fame jacket, crown him like some people want to do. Um, Some of those plays to criticize, he gave the ball away on an out route. That was the pick that Jordan Love threw, the second one, where... Very high throw, Dubs jumped up, kind of grabbed it, but came down and bobbled it a little bit, and the cornerback ended up rolling over with the football. So, tough catch, maybe a play that you want to see Dubs make. And then he also, on a deep route, showed a fantastic route running in being able to stack the cornerback, get up there, and... He had separation. Jordan Love underthrew the ball a little bit, and Dubs tried to come back for it. Couldn't quite make a play. There was a flag on it for illegal contact on Dubs, but it was a 50-50 ball that you kind of want to see Dubs make a play on. And then, with the criticism being fine, he also burned the living hell out of a corner on 4th and 3 from the slot for a touchdown. So an overall takeaway is that Dubs is getting plenty of separations. Yeah, he's getting separation against third and fourth string corners, but that's what you want to see with the amount of separation he's getting. If you can get that against third and fourth string corners, that's really good to see. So that's nice, and his hands are a little bit suspect. You're going to want to see the hands get cleaned up, but hands hands are an issue that generally can be sorted out. You look at Jamar Chase having some drop issues last year in the preseason. You look at Devontae Adams having his drop issues, or James Jones having drop issues. So I feel really good about Dubs. I think he has a good chance to be a big-time receiver for the Packers this year. In camp, he was beating every single corner until they put Jair Alexander on him. Again, that was a super fun rep to watch. You should go find that clip on Twitter, Jair shutting down Romeo Dubs. But Dubs is going to be a star. Loved the separation he was getting in this game. Hands could use a little bit of work, but I'm confident that'll be sorted out. There were some other wide receivers that showed out. Uh, Jawan Winfrey, Danny Davis, and Amari Rogers are all guys that I really, really like to watch. If you take those three guys, Amari Rogers, Jawan Winfrey, Danny Davis, and then add on the other five that should crack a roster spot, Romeo Dubs, Christian Watson, Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, and Randall Cobb. You now have eight impressive wide receivers, and usually the Packers only carry six. So 
I would think that Jawan Winfrey and Danny Davis are going to end up being placed on the practice squad with Amari Rogers probably getting a roster spot because of his slot abilities. And this is all assuming, of course, that Christian Watson comes off the PUP list. Now, we have plenty of talent at wide receiver, and this is what I'm looking forward to. Uh, Jawan Winfrey made some nice catches today. Danny Davis caught a touchdown. Amari Rogers caught a touchdown on a catch and run play. He has plenty of talent. Packers fans started to write him off after his rookie season, but I'm excited for what he could bring. He probably won't get a huge amount of opportunities this year considering Randall Cobb is going to be the main slot guy, but look forward to uh, seeing what Amari Rogers could bring next year. And even this year, he'll get more opportunities than he got last year. Again, that won't necessarily be too many opportunities because he only got something like eight targets last year. Then on the offensive line, Runyon, Myers, and Yosh look ready to go, right? Yosh played well at left tackle, and Runyon and Myers just as well at their respective spots. Myers had the highest grade of any offensive lineman this uh, week on the team, then 90.2, which is a phenomenal grade. He was able to get to the second level. They were, all three of them were clearing holes for running backs to get through, and I would be pretty surprised if they end up playing a lot of snaps going forward. Maybe they get a drive or two in versus the Saints or the Chiefs with the starting offensive line. But the injuries that they could sustain in the preseason feel too dangerous to risk right now considering all the other ones you have on the offensive line. Now, on the right side of the line, there are a couple more concerns. There are two ways seemingly that the Packers can go at this point. Jake Hansen at right guard and Royce Newman at right tackle is one possibility, or Royce Newman at right guard and Zach Tom at right tackle, and this game left me feeling so much more confident in the latter. Jake Hansen, the potential right guard guy, played poorly, right? He got a holding call, he had a hands-to-the-face call, and he was getting shoved back by the Niners' backup defensive line. So, not an impressive start from Jake Hansen. I think he might end up making a roster spot because he's a backup center, but it's going to be tough for him because people said that he was playing well in camp, but couldn't see that in the preseason game, and in years past, he hasn't played well. So not a shocking, shocking thing that he played poorly in this game, but a little bit disappointing. Then you look at Royce Newman. He's basically a lock at this point, assuming Elton Jenkins does not play in week one, which I think is a safe assumption considering he tore his ACL in week 11. You look at Royce Newman, and he played right guard, not right tackle last year, and he really progressed as the year went on. I want to see him play right guard this year simply because I think he can perform well based on how he performed last year at that spot. So that again, has me leaning towards a second combination with Royce Newman at right guard and Zach Tom at right tackle. And then you look at Zach Tom at right tackle, and man, he looked really good. He had the second highest grade on the team on the offensive line behind only Myers, and he just played really well overall. So I want to see him get the majority of right tackle snaps going forward. He looked better than Newman did for sure. It looked much better with Newman on the interior and Tom at tackle. Let me see that. Please let me see that. The Packers also have some good depth. You had left tackle Caleb Jones looking really good. He played well in camp, 
and now you see him carry that over to the preseason, so that's really nice to see. He's sort of playing the way I would have expected Rasheed Walker to, getting depth at the tackle spot, so maybe he ends up making a, making a roster spot. We'll see what happens there. That's the offensive line for you. Now at the running back position, the Packers have a lot of depth there too. Tyler Goodson, this is a guy that I was not super high on, but I said in my preview of training camp, listen, the running back position, anyone can emerge. And Tyler Goodson, he emerged in the preseason game. He was taking the gaping holes that were opened up by the offensive line early on, and it was just really nice to see. He's making a very, very strong bid for the third running back spot. I think Kylan Hill and Patrick Taylor are really going to need to battle with Goodson for that spot because he's going to put up a fight, and it seems like LaFleur is willing to let him take it. Then, B.J. Baylor, he also showed out in the preseason game. He played well at running back, running behind a second-string offensive line, and also... The highlight of the day for him was a long catch and run on a wheel route with some beautiful touch from Danny Etling. A great play by B.J. Baylor. The Packers are very deep at the running back spot, and it's, it's quite exciting. Another position where they're deep, the defensive line. The Packers' defensive line for so many years was just Kenny Clark and then whoever else they can find that can do really anything but now they've got so many guys there they have Jerron Reed and Dean Lowry those guys both played well last year then you also have the rookie Devontae Wyatt he did not play on Friday and TJ Slayton and Jack Heflin rookies last year now Heflin and Slayton did play unlike Wyatt and they were really really impressive you saw Slayton get some nice stuffs on run plays and he got some great interior pressure on passing downs. I am super excited about him. He had a fine rookie year last year, you know, for a fifth-round pick, but maybe he can put something together this year. I'm excited to see what he does. And then at cornerback, another position where they seem to have some depth. There isn't a bunch to take away from Keyshawn Nixon's performance. He looked good. He was making tackles around the field. That's kind of to be expected. I would definitely say he's going to get a roster spot. But then Shamar Jean Charles, he also looked really good. He was playing well in coverage, and he was absolutely flying around making tackles. With those two guys, plus Jair Stokes and Rasul, the Packers are five deep at cornerback. That's very exciting. You can have any of their five cornerbacks on the field, and you can feel pretty good about it. Gafford, he didn't have a great showing but he might be able to snag that last roster spot with special teams performances. You could also see, as I predicted, Kavion Ento take that last spot. Not a big deal. It probably will come down to who can contribute the most on special teams. And then some quick other notes from the games. Some nice special teams plays include the Amari Rogers big kick return before getting absolutely leveled by Rashawn Gary. It's pretty funny that Amari Rogers returned a kick for like 50 yards and then Rashawn Gary on the sideline slammed him over. Anyway, but uh, nice, nice, nice to see from Amari. He struggled last year, but he got upfield on this one. Didn't do any dilly daddling. Did he? Didn't dance around. You know, it, it's what you want to see from a second year guy. And then the kicking, that needs work. My God, Burkich missed a 32 yard field goal by about 32 yards. He not only missed the uprights, but he missed the net on either side of the uprights 
that was horrible. And Tyler Davis, he had a surprisingly bad day. You, I noticed that he missed some blocks early on in the game. And then, of course, he popped up the pass from Jordan Love. So those are some other observations. It was really nice to see Packers football back. I know it didn't matter. Some of you might have been expecting more from the preseason. I hope I prepared you to not expect much. The preseason does not matter. But it was nice to see the Packers get out there, play football. It's just fun to get back into the swing of things. But that is all I have for you today. Thank you for listening to Dedicated Packers. I will be back next Wednesday. I will not be taking a trip. I will be back next Wednesday with another episode talking about camp, talking about maybe what to expect in this next preseason game. The Packers have a joint practice with the New Orleans Saints coming up. So look forward to that. But as always, thank you very much for listening to Dedicated Packers. And until next time, go Pack, go!